Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to sexy episode number seven of the White Tiger Podcast. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons. And he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Hey, what is going on? People, everybody listening to the White Tiger Podcast, welcome back to Episode 7. If you're new here, welcome to this wonderful audio oasis of just great stuff. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank all of my people that are returning for the podcast love. It is much appreciated. I got a very, very exciting episode for you here today. I'm pumped about it. So I'm going to be talking about the sports resume. Now, do you have a sports resume? Do you even know what the hell a sports resume is? Well, you know what? You're going to find out, and it's going to be fun. Also, I'm going to give you some really important things to think about when it comes to managing the me people in your life, because we all know them. And lastly, are you ready to have your mind blown? Well, I'm going to finish off this episode blowing your mind. Maybe even twice I'm going to blow your mind. You're going to get on Instagram, and you're going to get on Facebook, and you're going to get on Twitter, and you're going to start telling people about it. It's going to be that awesome. And if not, you're going to be like, what a dick. Anyway, I say we get this uh, party started. What do you think? All right, let's do it. All right, everybody. All right. Yes, as you can tell, I am very, very pumped about this episode because I get a chance to talk about something I just love talking about, sports. It's going to segue into some self-help stuff, but you're going to bear with me here. This is going to be really good. So anyway, growing up in New York, I learned and grew up being a passionate sports fan. Now, I know a lot of people out there who like sports can understand where I'm coming from, but I really enjoy and love sports. And part of being a a passionate sports fan in New York is listening kind of to sports radio. I grew up listening to sports radio. I grew up to listening to different programs and hearing what people had to say about their favorite teams, specifically the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, the Jets, the Rangers, the Knicks, and so on. Now, I'm not necessarily a fan of all these teams, some of them, and when they talked about those teams, I was really interested, but I really enjoyed listening to sports radio. But the one thing that drove me absolutely freaking insane was in listening to sports radio Fans would call into these programs and they would give what I like to refer to as their sports resume. Basically, what a sports resume is, is that someone calls up and speaks to the host of the sports radio show and has to tell them what a fantastic fan they are. They have to go through, I'm such an uber fan. I am the best fan in the world. I'm a complete diehard fan. I've been a fan since so-and-so. And they just go on and on and on and on. And you have to go through like 35 to 40 seconds or a minute worth of them just going down their sports resume just to prove to everyone that they were their 
this this huge sports resource. This is once this wasn't just your average Joe. I've done things that most people haven't done when it comes to experience sports. And then they would dive into their question, which I'm telling you more times than not was the dumbest damn question on the face of the earth. They built themselves up so freaking high. I've done A, B, C, and D. I've done this, 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 and this. And then they would ask this most stupidest sports-related question that you could possibly imagine. And I could, I could visit or I could mentally see like a million people driving to work commuting and everyone either laughing or taking the palm of their hand and slapping it on their forehead being like, what a moron. Now, people who don't live in the New York area may not necessarily appreciate the stuff that I'm telling you. But in light of that, I am going to do my best to give you the perfect example of what growing up on sports radio and listening to sports radio sounds like when someone dishing out their sports resume. And it's, it's completely true. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to do my best. In order to set this up, what I want to say is there is a program called Mike and the Mad Dog. It was on WFAN, which was a sports-only radio station out of New York. Mike Francesa was the host. Chris Russo was his co-host. Now, you may have heard of him or not. Um, I know they're out there doing other things, but this is really kind of just to set up this whole uh, thing for you. All right, here we go. This is what it sounds like. Uh, hey, Mike. Uh, this is uh, Bernie from Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, first time, long time. Now, for people who don't know anything about sports radio, first time means first time caller, long time means long time listener. Uh, yeah, Mike. Uh, so I wanted to uh, tell you that uh, I was there when uh, Jackie Robinson uh, stole home plate in the 1955 World Series and uh, also slid into America's hearts. Uh, I, you know, I also have a cousin who cleans uh, Derek Jeter's pool every uh, every other week, and uh, I've been at uh, every World Series since its inception. So, uh, with that being said, um, do you think uh, the Yankees will win 162 games this year? Oh, and by the way, 162 games is the total amount of games that are played in a complete baseball season. So, in order to go 162 and 0, you wouldn't have to lose a game over the span of a whole baseball season, which is nearly impossible. Well, Bernie, uh, I've seen you giving this a lot of thought and you have an exceptional background in this category. And as I'm sitting here thinking about the facts that you presented to me, I can't help but think how difficult it must be for you to wake up and remember to breathe. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, I really appreciate the kind words. Uh, can I ask one more stupid question, Mike? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, if it's not you, it's going to be the next uh, idiot on the other line. Uh, okay, if, uh, if the Yankees had Jesus playing first last season, we've gotten past the Astros. So as you're listening to this, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe what who you're talking to yourself in the car going, oh, my God, could this, did this guy actually ask that question? He went on this whole spiel about what a fantastic fan he was and this whole resume he had in reference to being a sports fan that you expected that when he asked the question, it would be something like completely profound and something completely like unbelievably hasn't heard and totally is revolutionizing the whole how we think about sports. But no. Not at all. And you know what the best part is? It doesn't end there. Uh, okay, Mike, uh, listen, I appreciate the answers. Um, oh, by, by the way, my, my cousin Sal says that the Mets are considering hiring uh, Denzel Washington as the next head coach. Uh, any thoughts? Well, you know, Bernie, I, uh, I can't really verify that information, but I do have close sources within the Mets organization who are currently reporting that they're close to signing Oprah Winfrey as their next pitching coach. All right, next caller, please. Uh, hey, Chris, uh, before we take that next caller, let's uh, head over and give our sponsors a little love. What do you say? Hey, Bob, take it away. Well, okay, Mike, uh, this section of our program is sponsored by Johnny's Pumpin' Much. For all your gasoline and convenience store needs, head to your local Johnny's Pumpin' Much with 637 convenient locations straight off the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. When you're in a crunch, head to Johnny's Pumpin' Much. And there you go. 
an actual 100% genuine, true as the day is long depiction of what it sounds like to listen to New York Sports Radio. It's awesome. I tuned in for years. You can't put a price on that. That stuff's fantastic. It's great. It could have been Bernie from Brooklyn or Sal from Yonkers, or it could have been Chuck from Fort Lauderdale if he called in from Florida. It was the same stuff over and over again. But you you would always hear the whole... I mean, there was a bunch of other things that would happen that were funny, but you the typical one that I always seem to used to drive me nuts was the sports resume person. They would just get up and again, give all their information about how fantastic of a sports fan they are. And then it would just quickly take a nosedive as soon as they asked, asked their first question. But anyway, you know, it made me think, you know, it's not just sports that you're going to hear people talk about like what great fans they are and like talk about all their accomplishments but it happens everywhere like everybody probably listening to this podcast right now knows that person or persons in their life who has to tell you about how fantastic they are whether it's on the golf course telling you how many damn beautiful golf courses they play that you'll probably never play in your lifetime but I have so I'm better than you or you haven't done or seen the things that I've seen I'm so much more superior than you I'm going to tell you all about it all the time and not that they are not that you can't play those courses or they are superior to you but they kind of like funnel their conversation in that direction trying to make it sound like they're very very important and that what they're doing is like life-changing and what they've experienced is something that no other man or woman could possibly experience in this lifetime and they've been just blessed with this beautiful experience that they've been given that no one else is possibly going to have and they're going to pretty much rub it in your face and tell you how fantastic life has been for them We all know these people. Some know more of them than others. But I think we've all had some type of contact with this type of person. Now, we deal with it in very different ways, you know. Uh, And I can tell you from personal experience, I used to think these people were complete freaking assholes. And they would piss me off tremendously. One, because, listen, I don't think necessarily in the spirit of helping and serving that that approach is necessarily the best approach. Because I find out by the time they actually get done talking about all their exploits and their fantastic life, that they've lost you. That anything that they're going to say from that point going forward, people don't even listen to. Or it just completely loses, you know, any type of significance behind the advice that they're about to bestow on you. And I found out that, you know, if anyone usually winds up leading a conversation by saying, hey, listen, it's not about me. I'm here to help you. This is not about me. This is about you. It's 110% completely about them. Now, listen, I'm not saying this is set in stone, but I could tell you based on my experience and some of the people that I've had contact with in both personal and my professional life is that usually when people lead with that, they're 100% mean it's completely about them and they really don't give two shits about you, but it makes them feel good to wind up talking about stuff that they've done and to hear them talk about themselves and how fantastic life has been. Now, here's the thing. You may be asking yourself, well, Craig, that's great. You're telling me all these stories about all these people and that they exist. I know they exist already. You didn't need to do a podcast on this. But what I do want to tell you is that I've learned a lot from my experience, which changed my perspective on how to deal with certain me people that come up in your life. Now, 
basically the way I looked at it was, again, I was very angry and thought these people were just a bunch of assholes. And I just I had a, a tendency to resent those type of people because I just I just like the caller that called for the sports line. I was just like, what an idiot, you know. But then I started to realize after some time that I needed to change my perspective and I needed to change my thoughts and it would change the way that I think about these type of people that I come in contact with. And um, basically the way it worked for me was is that I kind of had to think and look at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture was, well, listen, instead of saying, well, what an asshole, that guy's such a douche. Every time I talk to him, he's got to tell me how fantastic he is or gal or how fantastic she is. Instead, I thought about like, well, why is it that they need to do what they're doing? Like, why is it that they need to tell me or tell us or whatever about all these exploits and all the things they've accomplished? You know, is it a way to try to validate who they are to themselves? Not to me, but to themselves. Maybe it's that their internal way of saying, I'm significant. I've done things. You should listen to me because I've done these things. Now, you don't even know if they have or they're not. I assume you're taking their word for it or you just believe that they're not outright lying to you. But I think that there's some like internal validation that goes along with people wanting to give their resume. You know, and I think one day it finally clicked for me. I realized that maybe it's just not these people being assholes, but maybe there's something that happened in their life, which I don't know, that's caused them to be the way they are. That maybe something happened, someone told them, hey, listen, you're not good enough, or you're not going to be able to accomplish this, or you're not going to be able to go far, or you're not going to be able to do something. But it probably started with you're not. And maybe they're the type of person that needed to compensate for hearing the you're not. And they were out there to prove that they were. And as a result, they keep telling themselves the opposite of what they heard their whole life. When people would tell them, a parent, a friend, or whatever would tell them they can't, that stuck with them, and now they're telling them they can. So when I started looking at it that way, instead of being angry towards these people or towards people that I felt were like really me people, I had more compassion, and I tried to realize that there's I'm only really getting half of the story, and it seemed like I was getting like the shitty end of the story, but really it was maybe the shitty end of the story for me but not necessarily the shitty end of the story of that person that was trying to be the me person. So it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I wish I had a freaking DeLorean and Doc Brown picked me up in front of my house after filling up his Mr. Fusion and drove me back, you know, I don't know how many years to meet whoever told this person that's driving me freaking nuts every time I talk to him or her and finding out the person who did something to them and punching them square in the face and altering time. So when I go back to the present time, that that person is actually just a joy to talk to. Unfortunately, I don't have a DeLorean. I don't know Doc Brown, and I don't have access to a Mr. Fusion. But I think understanding the process actually kind of helps me digest my time around like those typical me people. You know, and I think a lot of it too is denial. Like, you know, if you're that type of person, you just, no, nah, I don't, I don't have any problems. I'm good. I'm just fantastic. I just, you know, I've done all these these things I have to tell you about. But if you think of it from the perspective of there's probably something else going on, you kind of learn to tolerate those people or understand, I should say is a better word, those people a little bit more. And listen, if you are listening and you're one of those me people, you know, my only suggestion would be 
you don't have to tell everybody your resume. People know what you're capable of. They know what type of person you are. And it's through your actions, and I know it sounds so cliche that actions speak louder than words, but there's probably a reason why it's said so many times, because it's true. It's like how you present yourself and represent yourself is going to speak louder than anything you could say. And people are going to respect that more than they respect your professional sports personal resume because they're going to appreciate that you're just being you. So it's about changing your mindset is actually going to make a major impact on changing your life. Oh, and by the way, it's not only going to make a major impact on changing your life, but it's also going to make a major impact on changing the life of the people around you. And you're going to develop better relationships and long-lasting, genuine relationships. Because people are going to want to be around you. They're going to want to associate with you because you're positive, because you're fun to talk to, and you're just a down-to-earth person. So there you go. Oh, and just a little another tidbit I wanted to add. Everybody is different. Everybody has different backgrounds. Everybody comes from different places. Everyone grows up differently. Everyone has different behaviors and different beliefs. It doesn't necessarily mean those behaviors or beliefs are wrong. So just because you've done something and have had success with it doesn't necessarily mean that others need to do that to have success. Because I know a lot of times people feel like, well, I've done all this. Look at all the things I've done. Look at all the things I've accomplished. This is the secret to success. This is what you need to do. And you know, I see a lot of this, especially like other podcasts or other resources where you find social media and stuff, of people trying to give other people advice on how to be successful. And I think the one thing that sometimes some of them lack is they lack an understanding or getting the person that's reading or listening to understand that you're all different. That you come from a different background, you're brought, up, you're brought up by different people, you have different work experience, you have different relationships, you have different people in your life that are pushing you in different directions, whether they're positive or negative. Right? They don't tell you those things. So what may have worked for them may not actually work for you because there's a di- different set of circumstances there. Now, can you pick some of those traits and the, some of those things and apply them to your life? 100%. And could you be successful? 200%. But you got to focus on what, who you are, not trying to be someone you're not. And listen, you know as well as I do that you're force-fed this information on a daily basis. You want to go on the internet and check out sports scores. There's shit in front of you that tells you that you need more, that you need to be more. Just being average is like almost, is, is pretty much seen as a failure, that you need to own a Lambo or you need to make a quadrillion dollars and you need to have a private jet and you need to do this and, and you need to bust your ass and you need to do this. And if you didn't, if you fail, it's your own fault. And I mean, listen, I understand where it's coming from, but I don't necessarily know if that's like the formula that we should probably be providing for people for success. You know, if you think about it, I mean, everybody's philosophy on what they think is important is different. Oh, and by the way, that philosophy or your belief it's going to dictate your behaviors. So if your philosophy is, is that I need to be a millionaire or bust, I need to own a private jet or bust, or I need to have an extensive luxury car collection or bust, in my personal opinion, you just set yourself up for failure. Because you're being told that these are the things that should be important to you. And your belief is, yeah, these things are important to me. This is, what, this is what I need to do to keep up with everybody else or to be relevant. Because if I don't have these things, I'm not relevant in the eyes of others. 
And listen, if there's one thing I'd like you to at least consider or take away from this episode is it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody else, what their perception of you is or what they think you have or don't have. All that matters is what you think. Because in the end, it all comes down to you. Your past is your past, but your past is always going to be a part of you, but it doesn't define who you are. You have control over those things. And it's your decision to make this life whatever you want to make it. Listen, if I'm not saying don't go out there and go get your Lambo, go out there and make a million dollars. If that's important to you and it brings you joy, go for it. But it's not pass or fail. It's not if you don't get that, you failed. And you don't need to tell yourself this story that you've done all these things just to make yourself feel better. Because at least I think that's kind of where that's coming from. So I'd like to take this opportunity to transition. And I am here now to completely just blow your mind. And I think it completely piggybacks what I've been saying for the last 20 minutes. But I think you'll really enjoy it. And maybe it'll open your eyes and say, holy shit, we're in trouble. So anyway, I've been doing a lot of work, as most of you know, to try to develop and get out some information on Instagram. So I've dove in head first, two feet in the deep end. I'm all in. And it's been great. And, I, and listen, if you're following me on Instagram, thank you very much. I appreciate all the likes and the follows and all the feedback. It's been awesome. My goal really is to try to get this out to as many people as I can. So hopefully people can have some fun, they could laugh, and they could hopefully take something away from it and help them out in their life. So yeah, I'm excited about it. And I, I think it's really working well. But what I did find that was interesting, I started doing some research. So if you know me, and I even said this in the first episode, like I'm a researcher. So I'm basically trying to figure out like, you know, who are the accounts that are really kind of getting the most followers and like what kind of information are they putting out there and like what's driving people to their accounts as opposed to others and stuff like that. So kind of like the secret of Instagram, which I think everybody wants to get more followers and try to be more relevant and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I was taking a look at the account of maybe seven or eight, uh, influential people in today's world. I'll just, I'm going to put out the names so you know who I was looking at. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Donald Trump, aka the President of the United States, and Mark Zuckerberg. I took a look at their followers, how many followers they had, and it ranged, they combined to about like 30 million followers, maybe a little bit more than 30 million, all of them together. Elon Musk had 7.5, Bill Gates had 1.5, Oprah I think had the most with 14.2, Tony Robbins had 2.4 million. The president of the United States had almost 9 million. And I think Zuckerberg had close to five. So I'm thinking, all right, this is interesting. These are pretty influential people in today's world. I said, you know, it makes sense that they have a lot of followers. People are in tune and want to know what they have to say because what they say is usually pretty important. Somehow, I wound up over on Victoria's Secret's Instagram. Victoria's Secret has 59.4 million followers. They have more followers than Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Donald Trump, aka the President of the United States, and Mark Zuckerberg combined almost times two. Boom. Mind officially blown. Oh, and by the way, I spent some time perusing the photos on Victoria's Secret's website for strictly research purposes. And there's nothing really in there that's like that you probably can't see in their catalog. So, again, mind completely blown. I can't figure it out. I mean, I can figure it out. I kind of know why it's the way it is, but I almost got to be like, man, 
I can't believe it. Maybe I shouldn't sweat over my six followers. Maybe it's all good. Maybe having like putting out relevant information and having a, a small number is actually like a good thing. I, I don't know. Actually, I take it back. I have a lot more followers than that. And I appreciate everybody that's out there to supporting me. So please keep it coming. Um, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, and you want to hear part two to this? Do you know Snooki from the Jersey Shore? She's got 10.9 million followers. More than the president of the United States. More than Tony Robbins. More than Elon Musk. More than Mark Zuckerberg. Boom. Mind blown yet again. I, I, I just, you know, can someone, you know what, don't even give me, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. So on that note, I want to thank everybody for spending the last 24 to 25 minutes with me here today. I really do appreciate it. I know your time is valuable, so I do appreciate that you're choosing to spend that with me. So thank you. Also want to thank everybody out there on Instagram for all of your follows, all of your likes, all of your feedback. Thank you so much. I promise I am going to try to get as much content and fun stuff out to you as possible. So thanks again. Also have a really quick request. If you're really enjoying this podcast and you have someone else that really will too, please share it with them. My goal is to hopefully get it out to as many people as possible so we could all make a difference. Because after all, really, that's what's most important. So thanks again. I look forward to seeing you back here next week for episode eight. Make good choices and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com.